Hey Teasters, we are chatting with the incomparable Chanel Paulser, founder of the Chanel Paulser Curve School, which aims to coach women aspiring to enter the modeling scene in South Africa. Chanel has been gracious enough to let us into her life and her thoughts on the industry and where she believes it's headed. Remember to like, follow, share across all socials and join our Facebook group. Just type in what's the quarantine and it should pop up. But most importantly, do tell a friend. It means so much to my non-existent marketing budget. Thanks, y'all. Welcome to What's the Quarantine. We have Chanel Pulser with us in studio. Hashtag. (laughs) (laughs) Chanel, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Taryn. I'm excited to be here and have this conversation with you. <laughs> yes, it's been a long time coming. I mean, we did have a conversation before, but uh, I think the way that I had conducted the interview then is like on a totally different level onto what I'm doing now. And so I think I just wanted to like have another conversation with you because I think yeah. um, there's more to explore, you know. So Chanel yeah. is one of the pioneers of the plus size industry in South Africa and founder of the world's first curve modeling school. That is giant. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. That's a major title. (laughs) What does that even feel like to first of all be a pioneer (laughs) in this like, like industry where like it's just all about vanity from the outside, right? And yeah. Also, like to start this whole the the world's first curve school. I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I it's always a nice thing to be uh, a part of the very first area or thing that you're doing, and so it's uh, definitely a title that I I will never get used to, and I'm so proud and honored to 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 be, and you know, but. Um, but yeah, I uh, I see I see myself as a visionary, and uh, I work towards my goals, and um, one of that is impacting women globally, and so with that comes on big responsibility and big titles. So yeah, <laughs> I mean it's all about embracing everything that we have, not just the girls, but our amazing minds and the visions that we have for a future that we see our children growing up in, right? Which which Indeed. always has to be inclusive. But so yes. tell me a little bit about <laughs> your background. I believe you have um you were on you were like a TV presenter, right? Well, uh, I tried to be. I studied TV presenting up in Johannesburg a few years ago at uh, OnQ Communications. Um, and I had the opportunity of having really good presenters lecture me, like Punang Mateba. It was actually the same college that she uh, studied at. And so we had the opportunity of being under her teachings and uh, be with her at live. Um, that was one of the very first shows that she started at. Uh, years ago it was a, a live uh, music channel that came on every Friday at nine o'clock and so just being behind the scenes and watching her do her TV presenting and just be so confident and strong was just something so amazing to witness um, 
And so we had a few other teachers and lecturers, TV presenters uh, teach us as well. Um, and then I came back to Cape Town after I finished with my studies over there and um, pursued a little bit of TV presenting for a show called IX Cape Town TV. And um, yeah, it's always been something that hasn't that I, that I would want to pursue and take more seriously in the future. Um, and it's on the bucket list. I mean, I would love to have an amazing show uh, in the future. But for now, it's uh, it's girl school and a few other things that we that we that we're working on. Okay, wait. So IX Cape Town, that's in reference <laughs> or in conjunction with the soccer team, right? Yes. Is that yes, how you is. met your husband? <laughs> so <laughs> I think a lot of people think think that, but I actually met Nathan um, at church. Uh, and so he is a professional soccer player, though. While well, he retired last year officially, um, because of I mean, he's thirty-seven years old, and that's like super old in the in the soccer industry and in the modeling industry, might I add. But um, yeah, I met Nathan at church. We were at youth together. I saw um, it was one Sunday evening, and. I was at a church called Athlone Baptist and he was at a church called Glimo Baptist. And because we're in the same area and community, um, our youth staff would always have like Friday evenings together. You, we used to call it youth rallies and um, Glimo Baptist youth had a youth service at their church on a Sunday evening and Athlone Baptist went to go support uh, their church and their youth. Um, and this is the first evening I saw Nathan, you know, they went up to do some acts with either singing or dancing. I clearly can't remember because I was just taken back by this tall guy that was like tall, dark and handsome. And Jordan's was like my thing. I was such a sneaker girl back in the day. And it was, I mean, I looked at his height and his beautiful teeth and smile and hazel eyes. But then I looked down at his feet and I saw him wearing a pair of Jordans and I was like, and we in church, like how more meant to be is this? <laughs> so, it was fainted. I mean, 100%. But um, yeah, I never knew. Actually, it was actually just the guy that I liked. And I never thought that we would actually end up getting married because um, I was 15 years old at the time. And um, yeah, but we got married a few, seven, eight years later. And um, he's my husband today. I, I escaped on is a soccer team that he's been playing for for many, many years. But yeah, um, that's our story in a nutshell. <laughs> that's so amazing. I'm so happy for you. It sounds like <laughs> Thank you. religion plays a huge part in your guys' lives. I think it does. I think God has been such a real factor in our lives from our youth days when we were dating as girlfriend and boyfriend. I think in our in our different uh, homes, the way we are reared from our, our moms and our dads. Um, God has always been a pillar of strength in our homes and the way we conducted ourselves in the, with situations in life. Um, he was always our go-to when uh, we didn't know how to deal with life because it can get very hectic at times. And so we always stuck close to God and that was going to church, pray every day, up until this very morning, um, we still pray together every single morning. We'll have quiet time, which means <clears throat> reading our Bible and reading what the verse is today or what. Um, so it will be like a book 
with every every single day to, to be from Monday to Monday and there will be every single date in there and there will be a different uh, something you need to focus on that day. So today was reach for your goals and there will be a nice verse under reach for your goals. And so we would read the Bible and so it would um, relate to each other and we take that with us for the day and we'd say a prayer. And so, um, yeah, so God is uh, the center of our lives, our businesses, our marriage. And so um, I would agree with you there. <laughs> that's uh, that's really something else they always say um well i guess in religious circles the couple who prays together stays together <laughs> <laughs> they do say that i would like to agree <laughs> with that statement yeah um, but like, yeah i mean i think my mother then will like fall in love with you guys <laughs> really <laughs> i mean um at least within the circles that I frequent, like religion is not a factor for us, you know, for those of okay. us like on the next generation kind of a thing, like from our parents. And so like, I guess it's not that often that you find young couples like you guys selves who, who do engage in these religious practices and make it a center and a tenet really of uh, your, your marriage. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would like to say that uh, we don't see it like religion. It's more of a lifestyle. Uh, um, just because the way, the day and age that we live in with just social media, with vanity, like you mentioned earlier, being so rife and real, um, with people wanting to, uh, I don't know, where money is God and uh, fame is worshipped, you know, um, success is derived. And it's a different meaning for the people that in our generation. And so I feel like you need a model compass and you need a, and that's what's important to me. So going to church, staying close to God is a model compass because you could easily forget who you are as a human, firstly. Um, yeah. And so just going back to your core, which is being a nice person and doing what's right, being kind, um, that's important to me. And um, the lifestyle that I lead is something um, I would want to be proud of and would want my children, my, my future children, my nieces, my family that's around me, the people that I uh, associate myself with to be proud of, you know. Um, yeah, and so if you want to change the world, go go to your home and love your family. That's what Mother Teresa says, one of my favorite sayings. And so it starts with, um, yeah, model compass. And so, yeah, that's my two cents. <laughs> I love that because I think like you, you bring that into your curve school. You know, I was lucky enough. Thank you for inviting me. Um, but I was lucky enough to join your, your class last week. And yes. um, it was, pretty life-changing I have to say it was pretty what life-changing <laughs> life-changing okay good I thought you said something bad for a moment <laughs> no what did you think I said okay no I just I just said it's, I, don't, I just thought it was range changing no I don't know but I, I like the word life-changing <laughs> because you know <laughs> I think that I, I wasn't I, I went in 
with like no expectations. Um, okay. I'm here to have an experience. I'm here to get out for the first time ever since like February. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you don't know what to expect when you just had an open mind of, yeah. I'm just going to go in and see what it's about. Yeah, I mean, and also like just socialize. I mean, we've been socially distancing for the past like seven months. And um, yeah, so I don't know, maybe it's also in conjunction with the fact that I haven't been around people <laughs> for like, okay, for long time. and so it was also, yeah, such a, yeah. it also made such an impact on me. So I feel that you bring a lot of yourself into the course um, and it's not, just in a course it's it's um it's you bringing your yourself your experience your your love for people uh, for people who want to better themselves you know it's not just like oh come learn to model it's like um it's doing some real introspection into yourself and you always talk about like um my cup is filled and because it's full, I need to give some of that off into, for example, the work that I'm doing right now with Curve School. And I think it's such a yeah. beautiful way of, of putting all of that together. Yeah. So I, I mean, I've gone through so many, like not the, of the best experiences this past few years because of the industry that I'm in. And I could, I agree with you 100%. It's me not just giving a course, it's me bringing who I am, um, my experiences that I've endured and persevered and learned from lessons, life lessons. And I just want to educate and empower and inspire a woman. Um, from 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 that you know and add my little two cents to this world and industry that we live in um but i also feel like i'm i'm an empathetic person i'm an empathist if that is a word um so i feel things a lot more than another person I would I would like to think um, and for a long time I felt that there's a lot of women that's facing and experiencing real pain and I also feel and felt for a long time that we're all trying to protect ourselves and we're doing it incorrectly we're doing it in a way where we actually we're hurting the next person because there's no trust so we we do things and we say things and our, our body language and how we, you know, uh, speak to someone or conduct ourselves on social media speaks another tone and language to someone and they receive it in a completely different way. And our intentions could be, um, I want to love you, but I know I can't um, because I've been hurt and I don't know if I can trust you. So we've all been betrayed and felt some type of, I don't know, hurt in our lives. And we're trying to, we all have this guard up. And at the same time, we're hurting each other and we don't even realize that. And so for me, it was important to stop that cycle 
and start creating a safe space for women to realize that we are all going through the same things. Maybe we're in different parts of our journeys. Um, some are older, some are younger, some are starting their career, some are figuring out who they are. Um, with your body, with body factors, like that's something that's also a big part of, you know, who we are, not only as a model, as women, um, but at some time, like we, we all face that something that the next person is going through, or we're going to face that situation. And so I just wanted uh, to create a place and space for women to realize that we're more similar than what we different. And the more kinder and the more real we are, um the more love like we would create to to be there and to be felt and experienced um because i also feel that the more of a burden and we carry in our lives the more we are in our hearts and it's difficult to live like that like how do you sleep at night how do you wake up in the morning um for me it's difficult to i'm a very honest person whether it's with myself or someone else i want to feel at peace with who i with who i am so if it's going through a day and feeling having a light heart um and feeling good about um everything that i've done for the for the past week um that's important to me i don't want to have a, a situation with someone um that i'm you know like with a friend or a business partner even that that's not right and so it weighs on me heavily and so uh i just think that creating a space and in my world and hopefully in other women's worlds and then it will just grow from there we we just okay with with being real being more open showing more love um i think that that's part of the bigger purpose than creating the next supermodel that's a really interesting take because like you've been in an industry that um is so demanding it's so harsh sometimes violent even um especially to someone who is a curve model i mean yes there's mm -hmm. now to be a curve model but they are still mm -hmm. sort of aggressions toward you as a curve model you know mm -hmm. um i mean i'm assuming and um you were the first face of donna right Mm -hmm. One of the first faces. One right? of the first faces. I'm not the first face with Diana. <laughs> no, there's been a lot of models before me, but I think I was one of the first women that changed the game uh, when it came to Donny in terms of plus size. Right. And so, like, what are some of the issues, would you say, that you experienced within the industry? Because, I mean, it's easy to turn hard after having so many, like, so much negativity around you you know mm -hmm. you 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 you're going to work you're there to you know put up a facade of who you are and what this mm -hmm. brand is about and and this is not towards donna i mean this is just in general to any brand that you yeah. might know for and yeah. um and and behind the scenes it's it's chaotic it's um it's wild with the relationships that you may have uh, or don't have with some of the other, some of your colleagues. Um, mm -hmm. Like, and it's interesting that you come 
back from that and do a total 180 and say, no, <laughs> we need love in this place, you know. But what were some of the issues that you would, you would experience as a curve model? I think that uh, uh, there's a lot of things that I've dealt with as a curve model, um, not only with your colleagues, but I think from people that's watching you, there's a lot of pressure um, from the outside world because women, men, people see you on the windows of uh, campaigns in malls, um, in catalogs, on social media. Um, and so they think that you, you know, you're the strong, positive woman and um, they look up to you and they admire you and you assume that you're having the, the best life and things is easy. Um, and so there's a lot of pressure on you to, to convince people or that you are this, this person and you are living this perfect life. And um, well, in reality, sometimes it could be very different. And for me, it was to a certain extent. And the reason for that was I struggled with identity. And this is why it's a big deal for me to cover in the course at Curve School. It's because you need to know who you are. And if you don't know who you are, you can get lost. You can get lost in this big world of modeling. Um, and modeling, it's not only something on its own. Modeling falls under a bigger category and a bigger career. Modeling is under fame. It's under creativity, under fashion beauty um and i mean you could find yourself in circles where you're invited to certain events constantly you're asked to do uh, radio interviews tv interviews um and so people automatically assume that you're this person that ha that has it all together and so you're asked to be on this television show or this radio station and to be on this platforms to share about who you are and what advice can you give and you've made it in life and you know so people's not asking like are you okay like who are you type of thing they just think your success um because the world perceives success as fame and a lot of money and they're not asking you know who are you how are you it's just you giving answers to and solutions to problems that women might be facing in terms of how do I become a model or um, what can I do? And so for me, it was so much more than that. Um, and so I struggled with identity. I felt that I was very insecure because I came a lot around a lot of strong individuals, strong women, um, and sometimes, women could be strong, but they're also insecure. And it comes out in a in different way, in a jealous way. You know, sometimes they're like, uh, they're treating you a certain way because you're getting more attention than them for that certain campaign, or you have more uh, likes on, you know, on social media, or you're booking more jobs in that specific season than that model. And so people will treat you differently on a different day. And it's all a, a pot, like based on their mood or what, how they woke up or how they feeling. And I feel like it's so selfish. Um, and for me, I would always react. I would react to a conversation or how you're feeling or what's your mood like, you know, because I didn't want to um, 
have conflict. So it would always be um, my day was based on your mood and I would always react to situations. And so, I mean, we speak about this at Curve School with, with the look at each other activity and I call it the dance, you know. Um, and I needed to get to a place where I was confident with Chanel. Um, I'm, I'm confident with who I am, the mistakes that I make, the life that I live, um, the decisions that I make. And so when I step into a, a shoot um, or wherever it may be, I am me, whether you had uh, having a bad day or just really moody because of something, like it's not going to affect who I am. Um, but it took me years of having been treated a certain way or spoken to a certain certain way or been spoken about by a group of friends. Um, and I was just completely taken back at how shrewd people can be, um, how betrayal is so real. Um, you could have the best intentions of of, of a relationship or a situation that counts like has no weight to the next person. So it's important for you to get to a place where you know who you are, you know um, what you want. And yeah, this, this, I mean, we could speak about this for hours. I think that it, uh, you associate, like who you associate yourself with is so important as well. Who are you spending most of your time with? Um, I've always, I've heard this, I've, I've learned this a few years ago and it stuck with me. If you're hanging out with five bitchy women, like guess who's the sixth bitchy woman? If you're hanging out with like five successful friends, guess who's the sixth successful friend? So for me, um, I had to delve into a lot of personal development, um, reading books on my own, um, just wanting to understand like who I am as a woman, what do I want, what makes me different, it, am I enough, is it okay for me to have this opinion and view on like relationships, on life, on like identity, on being a nice person, on success, like because it's very different to a lot of people that I'm surrounding myself with and so um, it was important for me to then for a while just take my, myself back away from the noise that I was in for so long and just figure out who Chanel is. And um, going back to what you said, all the experiences and pain and confusion and betrayal and a lot of other things that I dealt with, Curve School was, was born. And so um, when I speak about my cup being filled, I do feel like, you know, it's, it's been filled with, because of that, I've learned so much because of the, the experiences that I've gone through. And it's important for me to give back and, and pour out into other people's, people's cups. But at the same time, it's also important to refill mine constantly. I mean, like if you take a bath today or shower this morning, you are going to, I mean, you could get away with three, four, five days with smelling, <laughs> with smelling good or not, or not having an odor. After a few days of like not washing like this, you're going to start smelling, you know. So it's important to wash yourself and keep yourself uh, fresh and clean every day. And this comes with not only our physical bodies, but mentally as well. What are we doing 
to change our mindsets. And you spoke, you touched on mindset earlier. It's the biggest thing ever. Like what we're feeding ourselves because our body reacts to our thoughts. Um, and so it's important for me to take care of myself um, on a daily basis um, so that I could maintain and improve on this journey that I'm on and hopefully impact more women one curve at a time. I love that you talk about like cleansing yourself and um, and and taking the time to to be kind to yourself. Also, I actually had this conversation uh, last week uh, with my previous guest, where we were discussing a lot of dark themes around trauma and and stuff like that, and our responses mm. to trauma, and you know the the coping mechanisms that we eventually take on that we don't even realize are. Yeah, harmful, like super harmful. Like there was at one point we were discussing how, uh, you know, we'd look at ourselves in the mirror and say really vile things to ourselves. And like for me, sometimes I didn't even know that I was like, do, like I'd have to catch myself halfway in saying something and be like, well, wait, whoa, hi. <laughs> You're actually not a bad person. Like relax. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, we do tend to take on a lot of the gunk that people sort of put onto us. And that's mostly because, like you say, of the insecurities or um, the unfounded jealousy. I mean, seriously, come on, how old are we? And um, it's just wild how the sum of these experiences can turn us into the very people that we dislike, you know, or the people that we don't see ourselves as being at all, you know. And so to unlearn that is such a process. It's like, it's it's a heavy process to go through. And, um, And I feel like, you know, the women who came to your class, you could see a lot of them were uncomfortable in the beginning and, and obviously warmed up during the day because obviously we, we're in a closed space. And, and that's what I love about it also. It's like a small, intimate space with limited amount of people. I think we were like only eight in there um, yeah. with your assistants and stuff like that. And um, it was interesting to see how so many of them obviously are going through a lot of the same stuff. Plus they're also like super young. So sometimes mm-hmm. um, how you experience things at a certain age is totally different to how you're experiencing it now as we are 35 year olds, right? Like mm-hmm. 10 years ago, the things that we, that, that people throw at us now, we can like, you know, shrug it off our shoulders. And, Laugh off. Yeah. yeah. It's like not important, but 10 years ago, we'd be like, wow. How could this person say? Yeah. How could they like True. that? I did nothing to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, or, or. That was the first thing. I did nothing to you. Why are you attacking me? <laughs> yeah. So the so attacks true, are just like a relentless on us. Like it's just attack, attack, attack. Right? Yeah. You're either attacking or you're being attacked. Like the story of our lives. And um yeah. And it's so interesting because like it's like you said you don't have to respond to these things, you know? 
it's the response. It's like giving it a platform, giving it a to breathe and manifest that turns it into these huge issues that yeah shouldn't have to be. I, so that's what um, that's what I decided to do. I took myself completely out of the that that race of of you know attacking or reacting or why you, what's happening you know um and i just didn't want to be a part of this uh this vicious game um and i found myself not I- reacting and not playing the game that um people would want you to be a part of because i knew that i was i was better than that and um i also you know just wanted peace <laughs> for uh, a for a bit. I think I was so unsettled for a long time and my heart was always so heavy and um it was just not normal to 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 feel like this for so long. And so um I agree with you. It was we question I mean yeah we question ourselves a lot of the time as to why you're attacking me or you know um but then I also thought about I mean, it's important to think about what are you doing. Um, a lot of time, we I think we all think, you know, um, why are you doing this to me? But there's a certain part of it where we need to also be accountable for how we respond or how we act and take accountability and responsibility for that as well. Um, and just think, you know, take a moment to think: Did I insinuate that? Did I? Uh, Maybe my tone was wrong, or maybe I said or something like, "What did I do in the situation to make it be where it is?" And so I think that's an important factor, and it takes someone very mature to 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 think like that. Um, but at the same time, I think it's very important for us to remember to teach people how to treat you. Um, a lot of the times, it's the ones that never have have or not often put up for themselves and teach people to 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 be uh to 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 treat them with respect um and so um i think like i'm i've come to a point where i can easily and confidently uh respectfully uh you know put up for myself um without making you feel a certain way, but you would know that um, there's boundaries here. And that's, that's what I actually want to get to. I don't feel like I've had, I had boundaries. I would always allow everyone in and I would always have this childlike way of thinking about life um, as to everyone is good hearted and we're all one big happy family. And that was my 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 thought process. And so when, when and so, my boundaries would be completely open. And as soon as I let you in, you know, I'd like allow you in my heart, in my in my home, in my headspace. And um, when the text would come, it would just be like, I didn't expect that from you. Like, why, well, you know, and I just realized that people are like, have different thoughts, they have different intentions, they have different goals. Uh, they have different ways of getting to where they want to go to. And it, it, it forced me to grow up. To mature quickly to understand Chanel, this is a this is a big world we live in. Like you need to start setting up boundaries 
you need to go, you need to find out who you are. Let's go back to the first step and figure out what identity is. So, you know, what's your identity? What do you like? Who, like, what does your name mean? Um, you know, um, so yeah, it was small stepping stones um, that built the Chanel that they use today. But I do feel, going back to your point, that boundaries is so important to have to protect yourself and your space. Um, and we forget that very easily a lot of the time. One hundred percent. I I relate on like every single point that you mentioned now, and it's um it's sad mm. that uh, you know sometimes there are people who who take your openness for granted, you know, or your yeah. for granted, and uh, and they end yeah. up living green free in your headspace, and and that's not cute. You know, it, it, it weighs a person down. It really does. Yeah, but let's let's switch gears. So I wanted to know from you, you know, body positivity has been such a huge thing um, within the curve space. And I guess I'm also guilty of pushing some of the narrative with body positivity, which borders on toxic positivity when it came into um, relation to my business at the time, which was Boudoir Box. Um, okay. And, I mean, it's all cute and sweet, like love yourself, love yourself. Um, but do you feel that, you know, body positivity has sort of taken on a different tone these days? Um, in which, which way do you mean? Like... So okay, so let me let me let me say how I see it. Okay. I feel like the term body positivity, first of all, has been appropriated mm-hmm. um, by capitalism and um, basically like you know, this was a movement started for fat black girls, you know, uh, because this is the nature of the, uh, you know, quote unquote, African body, you know, big curves, mm-hmm. like big, big booty, big boobs, you know, um, this is like generally what um, at least South Africans look like, you know, and um, yeah. and so I feel like it was co-opted a little bit. Uh, we, you know, the movement sort of saw its heyday with white models being represented as the standard mm-hmm. of curviness. And, mm-hmm. um, and of course, with brands coming on board, like just trying to ride the train of trying to seem inclusive, but then still only putting forward, you know, girls who have the, the hourglass figure, you know? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, even within the, within the, the course, um, you had mentioned that a size uh, UK 34 is actually moving into the curve space. Yeah. Is ridiculous to me. <laughs> That's tiny. True. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So, so I feel like capitalism has sort of diluted the importance of the movement and also 
you know, pushing forward an almost toxic embrace of our bodies. And so a term that I came across recently uh, is called body neutrality. And there's this argument that exists that's been around for a while, actually, but I guess body positivity sort of overpowers everything on social media. And um, basically what body... um, what body positivity versus body neutrality means is that, you know, with body positivity, it's all about aesthetics, you know, it's plus size, plus size swimsuit models and, you know, all the Instagram um, posts and, uh, you know, the, the, the ad campaigns that almost seem condescending in a sense. Um, it's, it's, and it's, like I said, it's not focusing on necessarily all kinds of curved bodies. You know, mm-hmm. and then is that, if, is that body positivity? That's body, body positivity. neutrality. Okay. That's body positivity. And then body neutrality is more like, like it doesn't have to be, um, I'm, I'm going to read from this uh, article that I've got open here. Body neutrality doesn't have to be a complete divorce from the physical. It's simply a rejection of the idea that the only thing about your body that matters is how others perceive it. Body positivity may have seemed radical at its conception, but it was nevertheless dominated by the male gaze, by the need to make women objects to be seen rather than beings that feel things. Body neutrality, on the other hand, puts far more emphasis on how your body makes you feel. So you may look unhealthy to others, but if you feel invigorated and alive within that fleshy shell, then, then, you know, if anyone who tries to make you feel ashamed of it. And so it's like, mm. you know, you still have a good body, even if you don't look a certain way, you know, pandering to the aesthetics of body positivity, always in lingerie, always in swimsuits, you know, on these huge campaigns and stuff that almost feed Mm. that same toxic positivity of embrace yourself, love yourself, you know, self-care, self-care. Sometimes you just don't smack for all of that, you know. (laughs) It should be okay to not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the body neutrality, is it? so it's a good term then. So it's it's actually, like I would say, a healthier term for body positivity. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so what is your what is your question? Well, I'm saying, I'm asking, do you feel that there yeah. has been an oversimplified situation where the term body positivity has been co-opted or appropriated to the point where the message behind it has almost been diluted? Mm. I, I think so. I think so to a certain degree. Firstly, from a health perspective, I feel like people have, have hidden behind the word body positivity and it's allowed them to um, to be seen, to be validated um, by the strain that's happening. And whether you are healthy or not, it's okay because... Um, we all follow trends, right? It's all about what's happening on social media. Um, and so, and what's happening, and like what's what's cool right now. And I feel like a lot of people 
are like that, like they follow trends and they, they want to be included. Um, they don't want to stand out. They want to be a part of, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But once again, it goes back to identity. However, a lot of people don't, they don't know who they are and, um, and it's okay. Um, but when it comes to the word body positivity, I think firstly, from a health perspective, I feel like a lot of women have fallen behind that word and made it okay for them to 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 eat what they want to not exercise um to you know look and feel a certain way and be okay with it just because um there's the word body positivity that's that that's standing right now so i don't agree with that i've always been vocal about that um whenever i've been asked um a certain question about plus size or the word plus size or um you know fully figured um so i like the word body neutrality just because um i think it's something that we all need to get familiar with in terms of um not only your like your body but like the, the mindset of your body you know and i think that yeah i feel, feel like it's all about the aesthetic of things right now um, and people feeling that they need to be validated as to how they look like, what they're wearing, um, who they're seen with. And um, it's like, I mean, these are things that I, I question on a daily basis. Like, are you being real <laughs> to yourself firstly? Are you not being real? Are you truly happy with like, are you feel um how you look like um or are you just hashtagging body positivity because you know it's going to or body confidence because it's you know it's going to get you more likes on instagram so i think um i do also think that you know it's all about life is about money today a lot of people are about capitalism and making profits of what is trending um and what you know where we can make the most money however i feel that there are women there are models there are people out there that have good intentions and i would like to think that how this has started was younger women being chosen to wear fuller fully figure women's clothing and then I mean, that's how it started for me. Um, I was waiting, I was chosen for shoots um, like 10 years ago. And I, to be quite honest, was very surprised as to the clothes I was put in. And it was 50 year old woman's clothing, 60 year old woman's clothing. I I mean, I, like the second job that I had was a, a six page spread in the Your Baby magazine. And um I was taken back by like old, like more mature clothing, like long dresses and like weird shoes. And I was just like, I'm 26 years old. Like I would never wear this, but there wasn't space for my shaped body, you know? And I think that when people started seeing a younger girl, um, if I'm if, if I'm speaking from a more mature perspective, if my mom, and her peers, when they saw me in the magazines and they saw that I was a young girl wearing the, this clothing, 
they could relate to that garment of clothing that former ladies or donna or contemporaries, the contemporary store, they would they could relate a little bit more because I made it look a little bit more young, more fresh. Um, and so there was more sales uh, with that specific garments of clothing that the younger, fully figured models was wearing and showing off. Um, and so people were getting more, making more money from that. But then on the other hand, from a younger girl's perspective, they see me in this clothing, they're not looking at the clothing, they're looking at the model and they're saying, that's so cool, like she's my age and she's like in campaigns of windows, like there's a space for plus size modeling or she's confident in like, I'm, I'm telling a completely different story with um, wearing a old dress. They're not even looking at that, they're looking at my, my confidence and the fact that I am boldly standing out there wearing some, something that I would not necessarily wear or appear our age, but it's more so I'm telling a story of body confidence and like being different. And I'm, I'm you know, it was, I'm not a skinny model. I'm, I'm much bigger and they are seeing that. So it's the perception of like the different woman that's looking at the model and what they can relate to. And so either way, um, I feel like that's how the industry started to change and how the people on top who's making the designs, who's creating the profits, have capitalized on the body positivity movement. So um, I think it played, it played well into each other, but I do feel that the word body positivity has been expired, like the word has been, it's like, it's taken its toll a bit in terms of, your like mental space, your mental, your mental health, your physical health. And that's what's most important and what the true intention of body positivity should be. Are you mentally okay with um your with how you how you are? Um and are you physically physically okay with how you are? Are you eating healthily? You know, are you um working out every day? Are you setting a good example? I feel like those are the core essentials uh sayings and what you need to be saying with your career and your life and your uh day-to-day -day doings um for up-and-coming plus size models or women women out there i hope i'm making sense with what i'm saying you're totally making sense and, and thank you for your thoughts on that we're coming to a close on the show and i usually like to close off with a few you know, nuggets of advice, you know, considering my kids' industries and stuff. So what would you say are maybe three pieces of advice that you would want to give to anyone aspiring uh, to, to come into um, the curve modeling industry? Um, and, and is it an industry that's even open not only to 24-year-olds, but to 34 35 year olds you know you said yeah um you have to be like really young in order to sort of thrive in this industry or to have like a a career um yeah but i feel like you know considering the things that we've discussed um and it's not going to be for everybody but generally once you reach like you know your mid-30s that's i think when you start becoming like really comfortable with yourself and you'll probably be able 
to handle the industry more and not let yourself be taken for a chop, if you know what I mean. You know, um, talk yeah. to us about that. Yeah. So, I mean, the first piece of advice I would give ladies is uh, come to girls' school. <laughs> um, just because I feel like, you know, entering the industry that you would love to embark on is um, important for, I mean, it's really cool to be a part of, but you need to be mentally prepared for the industry in which a lot of women and people and uh successful models don't teach you about your agency won't teach you about it you know um so i feel like if i had a course school that i could attend to when i started my career and just be mentally prepared for what i'm about to to embark on i would have set um me up for a better few years ahead of me and just be prepared for certain situations and experiences i i, I faced um secondly the body positivity movement has transpired and evolved into more of a real um, industry. And I mean, we're having a lot of people that's being included. So whether it's you being um, disabled, whether it's you uh, being a little bit more older, I feel like you know, um, the industry is changing and that's the good thing that we, we can take away from this is that the intentions from some people, from people that's making profits, um, it might, might not be the most, you know, pure or good, but they, it is evolving, it is changing into um, more of a real and um, inclusive um, industry. And it's going to take a lot of years of people unlearning what they've been taught um, throughout the fashion industry but I mean at least as long as we're starting and I feel like these conversations and what you're doing Taryn and what I'm doing and like people that's in this era what we can be proud in to be part of this 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 time and era in our lives where we're changing the game for our children um, for our kids and their partners and their children you know um, and it needs to start somewhere so we might not be there until you know we can witness the complete change but as long as we are part of the process um and then going back to your question is that you don't for many years the earlier you start the better you have uh, a longer career as a model but i feel because we're evolving and changing into a realist um time and industry um you could you could start your career at 40 you could start your career at 50 they're looking more of a looking at more of a realness that's why height isn't even as important anymore um i mean that's i right. have so a scar on my feet. face yeah and so they they my feet. Feet. So they're looking for that yeah that's more reflective of society essentially yes absolutely so it doesn't i mean matter as to as to age right now you could start it at, at at any age, I think, yeah. Mm. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nervous. Would you say that a pay gap exists between black models and white models? Do I think a paid gap? A pay gap. Um, a wage gap. Mm, I would like to say no, I don't think so. Um, 
I think, you know, as I evolve in this industry from a business side, and ugh, that's a very good question. I've never thought about this. So thanks for putting me on the spot, <laughs> T-Vape. Um, <laughs> this is why I'm here. <laughs> I just, I don't, I, I would like to say no. I, I cannot speak. Um, I would like to say no. I've, the experiences that I've had, um, saying, you know, like how much money I would want for a job when I had to negotiate with my agency, um, you know, a certain client would want a pay me, to pay me a certain amount for a day and I would double that. And I'd be like, no, I, I want this amount. And then my agency would come back and say, they actually said yes. It all comes down to, um, you know, what you stand for, what you're worth, what you, the value that you add and what you know you bring to the table. Um, and so I feel like that's another conversation we will have in terms of, you know, it's a white dominated industry and me coming into the industry and uh, work, you know, working with from the, from, the, from the business side of things and seeing how women, how, how people like the owners of the different agencies or people in the industry or a white dominated industry teach you a person of color that's coming in and also making decisions you know, how you are treated or this, like an email that, you know, the, the way you receive an email, it's just a completely different ballgame. And I'm just like, wow, I thought it was tough being a model, but being a business owner, that's a, it's something else as well. And so, um, by getting back to your question from a model, I would, I would, I wouldn't know to be quite honest. Um, and I don't think, I don't think so. <laughs> how do you know that they weren't lowballing you in the first place right and how do you know what they've been offering the other models you know who are white for example i mean yeah. the, these are obviously questions that you would be able to delve into now that you are on the business end and i i feel like you you are kind of person who would champion for everybody to get equal pay within the industry yeah. if you had to see yeah that, that something wasn't right but it's yeah i mean it's it's a reality Yes, that exists. And I don't think that the modeling industry is outside of this, you know. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think this I put a, that as a challenge to you. <laughs> a challenge to you to find out and report back and let me report this on the podcast. <laughs> this is a very interesting question. I feel like it leads to a whole different conversation. Um, especially with what I'm experiencing now, um, you know, from the business aspect of things and dealing with certain individuals um, and, yeah, and about to embark on a new journey in, in the industry, not only just curve school, but um, I am I'm interested to see this. It's something that we can't, you know, ignore. I think it's really real. And it's scary for me as a woman of color coming into this and just, you know, dealing with these real situations because it's different types of women that you're dealing with on a daily basis different ladies different skin colors different cultures and so for me moving forward into the next range i'm about to embark on it's going to be quite this a yeah interesting journey but i feel like we should have another conversation about this i think we definitely will be considering where you taking your career 
Chanel, thank you so much for your story, your insight, and blessing the pod with your presence. You know, I'm absolutely in love with you and everything that you're doing. You know, you you provide such a space for people to be comfortable and 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 like you said to me earlier, like getting comfortable and then blossoming through that, you know, that comfortability. Yeah. And I think like it's such a it's such an important space and it's an important thing that you're doing and it's definitely going to grow way bigger than you know what it is today. I I, I can see this actually going bigger force across the country. Yeah, and thank you so much. Even wow. I mean, it's amazing, and I'm really proud of you. And thank you. Um, thank you for what you're doing for folks outside of the space. You know. Mm. You you really onto something. Well done. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, thank you for coming to Curve School and just experiencing the day with us. Um, I'm grateful and I'm glad to know that you had a good experience. And like I said earlier, it was just, you know, you seeing you blossom in like that few hours. I mean, when we did it anyway, it was like a little graceful, beautiful swan just like gliding across the floor. And I saw a different Karen, um, you know, and I just, and like I said, I think it's because you were comfortable, you felt safe, you were, um, you were calm and that radiated from like, from a few moments of you sitting there and me just teaching from the class and just looking at your face, experiencing it anyway, even the shoot. There was a different talent I experienced on the day and it was it was really good to see. So thanks for coming and like being with us, spending the day with us, and even this opportunity for sharing who I am and my journey on your podcast. It means a lot. And thank you for what I you're mean, doing. We feed each other's cups, right? <laughs> we fill 100%. each other's cups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, and I see because who cup. And I see because who I definitely I, I, I think like a different person did come through. That's not necessarily different from who I am at all. It's more just, yeah, it's because of the space that you created, you know, and, and, and that gave me the opportunity to find another part of me that I, 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 was, I always knew was there, but never really had the opportunity to, you know, bring it yeah. out and stuff. And so that was yeah. like really cool. And, I think like one of my favorite exercises, one that you had mentioned, was the the look anyway. at each other, oh, the look at each other activity. The look at each other activity, and it's funny because I was sitting with my partner in shame. She was so uncomfortable, and but I did not break the gaze, you know. And I think it was like it's such a it's such a different thing because I know if it was a few years like earlier and I'm doing this like in my 20s I would definitely be so uncomfortable I would be Mm. so beside myself am I doing Mm. this right what am I doing Mm. wrong and it's like I'm so comfortable just existing (laughs) you know that and being being right or wrong is no longer such a a factor yes you know and it's 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 freeing it's liberating to have that feeling yeah yeah. I feel like what you do at the school brings a lot of that um, out in yeah. a lot of people, you know. Yeah. Or, or and also, that, that part. Yes. 
and um, you mentioned like the the your part the partner that you had was uncomfortable, and I think she was many like she was maybe ten years or more younger than 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 you, but it, and this is what girl schools about: this young, there's old, there's you're more mature. Um, but I feel like you could, even though she was uncomfortable, like she, you carried that that situation, that two minutes where you need to look at each other, like you carried it for the two of you, and. Um, like she like you created that safe space for her and so um it's important for i mean you being who you are allows someone else to be who they are you don't even know that so um uh, yeah so this is why i just wanted to bring in that factor that like we all have different ages and um and we never know who we're blessing with just our presence and bringing our experiences to the table whether it's looking at someone or not um and that's what you brought so yeah thank you Thank you, and thank you again for coming through to the show. Chanel, I'll catch you on the socials or wherever, maybe at a nice curve yes. event. I cannot wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely on the cards. I'm so excited for where you're going with this, and once again, thank I'm you. Super proud and congratulations. Thank you. Cheers, hey. We'll catch you soon. Thank you so much. Cheers. Bye. Thanks, Bye.